James Bond. James Bond. You're a wizard, Harry. I drink your milkshake. You can't handle the truth. You gotta tear me apart, Lisa. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Movie Mafia Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Trout. We're back again, the full group together. Carter, Gabby, Max, Lauren, we're all here. The group's all together. Now let's get ready to go for this episode here. All right, guys, how you been doing? What's been going on? We've had a week off, so now we're back. How have you got, what have you guys been up to? Uh, my cousin's staying with me. This no. is Lena. Awesome. And I think we're going to watch that Loki thing tonight because neither of us saw it yet, and we're really excited. Ooh, yeah. Nice. I was actually awesome. rewatching like Thor last night. Oh, preparing. Yeah, I just I... pre-gaming for Loki. Wow. Pre-gaming. Yeah. You're gonna be ready. Avengers pre-game. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's definitely a great idea. There's they have a lot of little yeah. references to other Thor movies and stuff like that. So I think that'd definitely be a good idea. Um, get a head start, and you'll definitely be ready for it. Right. We have a lot to talk about today. Absolutely, absolutely. And with that being said, let's just go right into it, all right? So, yeah. as as you guys said, Loki, we got episode 1. Oh my god, we're here. No, we're no longer the WandaVision podcast, no longer the Falcon and the Winter Soldier podcast. We're now yeah. the Loki podcast at least for these next couple of episodes here. So, the way we like it. <laughs> absolutely. Six weeks. Absolutely, that's true. The What If podcast right after that. I'm so excited for What If. That show is going to be so good. What's Same. What If? It's like an animated Marvel show on Disney Plus, and it's literally just like Marvel, but like What If, like just spins on it. Like there's one where it's like Steve Rogers, if he was bitten by the spider that bit Spider-Man, so he becomes oh, like Spider-Man, Captain so America. Cool. There's what are other ones? There's one where like Thanos Peggy is Carter. Gamora. Hmm. Peggy Carter is Captain America. You said animated? Yeah, Peggy Carter, Captain America. Yeah, it's animated. Yeah. And the I animation style style looks really cool. It looks kind of... It's hard to explain. It's it's like the 2D where it kind of looks 3D. Or maybe okay, it's the yeah, 3D yeah. that kind of looks 2D. It's one of one or the other, but I it looks really cool. I think it's coming out in August. I can't wait. Amazing. Yeah, it's literally going to be so good. Yeah, I yeah. can't wait. I can't wait. That's that's one of the shows that I thought they have so much potential to do, especially mm-hmm. since it's animated. You know, you can really go any different way you want. Um, I love live action stuff, but I feel like animation allows you to like tap into this, you know, uh, this region of like you know storytelling that live yeah. action is just can be too complicated to do. I also don't want to ram- I don't want to ramble on about what if for too long, but I also do want to say that all characters in the show are played by their original MCU voice actors. So Robert Downey Jr. Ooh. is coming back. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Chadwick Boseman's last performance as T'Challa is actually in the show. Wow. It's the last, yeah. He, he, yeah, he recorded it last year, like literally months before he passed away. It's the last that's time we played T'Challa. So that's going to be crazy. But wow. I, I digress. I'll relax. And he lives on. Wow. That's so exciting. That's going to be such a good show. Yep. Without a doubt. Uh, that that blows me away. I totally had no idea that, that would that's actually chadwick boseman's yeah. last performance mm-hmm. i mean as if i couldn't if i wasn't already on the edge of my seat for what if now i mean oh my god you have to watch yeah. it but um but before we get a chance to watch what if you know we have to go through yeah. loki obviously so what were your guys first impressions all we have is just the one episode that just came out um mm-hmm. you know we, we got a couple things from it uh what did you guys think so far i was blown away are terrifying. <laughs> they control the entire world. Oh my goodness! It, it this yeah, it was like amazing. after watching the first episodes of Wandavision, I was excited, but I wasn't like I I was kind of on the edge of my seat, but I wasn't like oh my god, I need the I need the rest of these episodes right now. Same thing with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Loki. As soon as I finished th- that episode, went by so fast. Like, it was a long episode, but it literally, like, blinked, and I was, like, finished with it. I literally cannot wait for the rest of these episodes. I, it's going to be so good. Yeah, I, I love the, the episode, too. I did, like, I liked WandaVision's opener, because I still think that first couple episodes was just so not Marvel. And even though this is exactly what we got in the trailer, so I, I, I knew I was getting into with WandaVision. I just didn't know, so I still like the appeal of surprise. But I still love the episode, because I was excited to see Owen Wilson in the MCU, and he was fantastic in the episode so uh, i'm excited to see how they keep going it's going to be tricky to explain time travel again like endgame did 
So hopefully they do it in a simple way because I can see them going into some problems, but I still think the show's fantastic so far. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think for me, a couple of the things I noticed in the show, like obviously the idea of like the timekeepers and that the universe is almost scripted or planned, at least to some certain extent, yeah. you know, when they said this was supposed to happen, this was meant to happen, yeah. your death is planned. This has happened a thousand times before, you know, this is what is supposed to happen. Like for me, I thought that was really cool on one hand, but on another hand, it kind of it almost took away a little bit from like the MCU to me, like so everything's planned. Like, obviously, I know it's just it's all just movies anyway, but uh, it sucks me out a little bit of, of the experience. And maybe I'm nitpicking a little too much, um, but but that that sort of bothered me a little bit. But but regardless, I thought it was an amazing episode. And I mean, by far, in my personal opinion, by far the best moment of this episode mm-hmm. was Loki seeing his own death. Uh, I thought that I was waiting on the edge of my seat when they were show when he was showing him the flashbacks, showing him different points in his life, and I assumed the time you know he didn't want to show him Owen Wilson's character didn't want to show Loki his own death, um, but then when Loki was going through it himself, I knew he was gonna get there, and I was just so excited to see what his reaction to that would have been. Um, yeah, I think just overall phenomenal scene and uh, just a really good episode. Yeah, I, I agree. That scene was really, and just the conversation that Mobius and Loki were having was also just really terrific. How Mobius kind of knew where where he was going in that direction, and it, it did feel like 2012 Loki. They could have easily made it feel like the Loki past the Avengers movie, but this is the Loki pulled from the 2012 movie. So it's not mm-hmm. he didn't turn good at all yet. So I thought it was good to see that type of Loki back. Um, the DB Cooper scene was hilarious though, because yeah. Wilson was on the edge of his seat. He's like, this is the best part of this moment. It was really mm-hmm. funny um, to watch. But yeah, my only nitpick is that it's going to be six episodes, and we saw that with Falcon Winter Soldier how that did not benefit the show, especially with the Flag Smasher storyline. So I hopefully nothing feels too rushed about the show. So far, not, but I hope, I hope. Especially when, you know, we're going to get Lady, Lady Loki here, because uh, that's what they completely set up here at the end of the episode, and that's who I think the hood is. So Lady Loki will be very exciting, though, for the show. Definitely. Yeah, you know, I think I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm right there with you, Max. Six episodes does not seem like a lot, especially not for a show that I think has so much room uh, for mm-hmm. growth and so much room to do so many cool things. I would have loved to see this at least, you know, in the 10 to 12, 13 range. But you know, we'll, we'll take with we'll, we'll take what we got here. Um, yeah. You know, I definitely think a credit, you know, you were talking about how this felt exactly like 2012 Loki. I think a credit to that is, is Tom Hiddleston, you know, just like, oh, my God. Exactly. Like he he just it was yeah. like putting a glove on. I mean, you could I think there's a very obvious difference between uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War or like Ragnarok Loki and yeah. 2012 Loki. I think just it's very obvious. Uh, so I can yep. tell them completely apart. And once I saw that version of Loki in this film or in this show, I could instantly yeah. tell it was 2012. Like I didn't, I didn't have to be convinced. I knew it was 2012 Loki. Like even just his mannerisms and just how mm-hmm. he walked, like let alone what he said, just like how he walked, how he talked. Like it was just, there's something about it. I mean, I, what an amazing actor. Definitely. 100% agree. Yeah, it was heartbreaking seeing him talk about why he hurts people and why he does that. It was very heartbreaking seeing him. That was a really good performance right there. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the whole, sh- like, first episode, like, Jacob said, I was kind of just, like, on the edge of my seat, especially going through all of those flashbacks, and that was, like, so intense. Like, I could not imagine seeing my life in that much detail. Like, we all have mm. memories, of course, but that is like you were seeing it and you know it happened. But it's, it's so weird. It's like watching an old video of yourself. You're like, I can't believe that's really me. And yeah. I don't know. It's just, I find that like that was really intense for me. That really like just like hit a place in my like self. I was like, whoa, like this is really. So yeah, I don't know. I really like that part. Yeah. I also just love the world, the world building, like the Miss Minutes mm-hmm. um, thing was really good. And just Loki seeing the box full of all the different affinity stones I thought was also really great because it, it that shows that basically cool. he isn't untouchable which has been his whole character is that wherever he goes whatever movie he's in for the most part he's untouchable in his opinion so I think that the fact that the infinity stones are worthless um he can't really he can't use any of his powers 
um, it really sets him back to ground zero with who he is. And that's why he opened up. So I'm excited to see how he can, will he still be like the God of mischief as they continue throughout the show? Or will he just be like a nice guy the rest of the, I have no idea. It's a good question to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I thought was, uh, I w- I'm still having problems navigating is like on, on one hand, you know, the, uh, the, the kind of timekeepers are incredibly powerful and to the point where infinity yeah. stones are completely meaningless and just like little trinkets. But at the same time when they, and they also, de- I mean, they defeated and captured Loki like it was nothing. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. um, but on the same, on at the same time, when we're seeing the scenes of them getting killed and getting kind of like, you know, ripped apart, it seems like almost effortlessly they're taken apart. Also, the, all they have is like the guns, and it was just like, I don't know. There's something weird to me about seeing like going from timekeepers that infinity stones mean nothing to like then they just have like energy guns, and I'm just like. What? Like, no, it's, there's still more to explore. It is the first episode. Yeah. I would say to be patient because I think they're gonna keep showing off more stuff. They did the watch thing or whatever, the wristband, where like they the, the time thing where they make people come. Like Loki was trying to run away a couple times and they brought him back. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool tool. So I think they're gonna they're gonna explore more stuff because I think that's that's the whole point of the show too. Is that it seems like with the multiverse and like Spider-Man and Doctor Strange coming up, the TVA are gonna be huge factors in the movies. I think. That's what the yeah, that's what definitely. the show is gonna take from it. So I think that they have to establish more of the TVA before we get into those multiverse movies. So I think this is a great first step into that. Yeah, and also just to comment on uh, Jacob's part, um, I, they kind of explain the Infinity Stones versus like the Timekeepers thing, where like the Infinity Stones aren't powerless; they're just powerless like in the TVA, like in that area. Yep. I don't know if it's like a world. I don't know if it's like its own. I hope they explain that. I don't like. Are there different timeline versions of the TVA, or is there just what like it? I'm. Ooh. That's gonna be. I don't know. I. I. It's a whole like rabbit hole. I don't want to jump into. But it's. Yeah. It's not that the Infinity Stones are worthless. Just in that area, they're worthless. I'm sure if the Infinity Stones were used against the Timekeepers on like Earth, they'd still have like the same like power or whatever. I don't know. It's confusing. We don't know everything yet. We gotta wait. We got five more episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the one guy, when Loki was interacting with him, when he was trying to escape or whatever, says, like, he's never been outside of the TVA. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what he's only known. I'm like, oh, like, he was created to be in this, like, dimension or this other world or this, like, I don't know what it is, like, this location. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I really want to, like, I hope they expand on that because I'm really curious. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think that we have a lot of questions and rightly so is all we've seen is one episode. So I'm definitely looking forward to the next five episodes. And, you know, I'll mention again, obviously this is on Disney plus and they're coming out every Wednesday for anybody who's interested. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of Loki though, I do want to go into a couple of our other TV shows. And uh, yeah. I, we talked about it briefly last episode, but I kind of want to conclude it on this episode. So Lucifer, obviously we know that, uh, Lucifer, you know, season five, part two came out, the conclusion of season five, um, and a lot of crazy stuff happened. We kind of did a non-spoilery review, and this time I kind of want to bring spoilers into it and just go crazy. Um, and I did want to say, after all, everything that has happened, um, I think I was a little bit behind in the news, but I recently found out that there will be a season six coming to Lucifer. Um, you know, Gabby, I know that you're not too much of a fan of that news see like i'm a big lucifer fan i was so excited for part two of season five but i thought that that was the finale so i was i set myself up to be like done so like i set myself up i was like okay this is it the ending i just have to suck it up and deal with it how the ending plays out and now i found out there's a season six i'll like i should be excited but like they ended it like they ended it, and I feel like that like should be ended. I don't feel like there should be like a season six. I mean, like, what are they gonna do with it? Like, yeah, we got played. I don't know. I was... <clears throat> yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Everything they did, every move they make, every chance they take, we were like, this is the end. And then it's they like just kidding. And I don't yeah like I agree like I don't really know what else they could do. 
like now that Lucifer's God, can he travel to other dimensions, kind of like the last God did? Like, like, like what, what is are Chloe you, gonna do? Like, yeah, what's Chloe? Does she get like, like, is she God's secretary? Like, I don't. Yeah. Like she's a human. Like she can't yeah. last. Like there's just so many questions. Like I get that we have so many questions. Like oh, I wonder how he's gonna be as like a god. Okay, great. But those are the questions that like we can keep wondering for years as a fan of the show. We can go back and like rewatch it and look at his behavior and kind of determine. You know what I mean? Like we can do that. But if they give us some, then we don't have any room for like wondering. I feel like and. I don't know. I'm not. I'm obviously gonna watch it. Like I said, as a Lucifer yeah. fan, but I don't know how, like, how excited I'm going to be. I don't know how. Like, are they gonna like, ruin it? I'm going to. I hope not. Like, like, can they unmake him? God, like, like, what's? What do you think the challenges would even be? Because, like, in the beginning, it was literally just him being like, "Oh, I don't know where my wings are." Like, yeah. Yeah. Is, is he like is, is he gonna solve either... world hunger? Is he just gonna casually fix the Middle East? <laughs> oh, remember he said that he's gonna make sure hangovers aren't a thing. Yeah, what that? is that thing oh like god. implemented? Oh my god! Like, <sighs> I don't know. There's just a lot of things. Like, um, they either should have like killed him when he went to go save Chloe, um, in heaven. Yeah, yeah, they should have, like, done that. Like, let him die there. Because I was fully expected. I was like, okay, he's not going back, but he saved Chloe. Like, good. And I, we all should have known that he was going to come back. I mean, whatever. They were like, wow, magically, he's back. Okay, surprise! Frozen one. But um, they, like, I feel like they should have just either, like, kept it that way. Or, or, like, I don't know. That's I liked, I really did like it. But the buildup was a lot. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're like playing with us. Like, Yeah, I agree. And a couple things I don't remember, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember them ever addressing uh, Dan being in hell. Like he's in hell and then like, do they do they save him? Is he still in hell? Yeah. Well, where's Dan? That's all they- Where's Dan? I forgot about Dan. Exactly. So did the writers. So I think, remember so that other guy, I forget his name, but he was like, he was in heaven and he was like, oh, I got out of hell. I feel like that was kind of a precursor for Dan's going to do that same inner work and realize that he's not actually, doesn't have to feel guilt and he's going to, I think he's going to get himself out of hell. I don't think What's Dan the needs point to of insane. putting him in hell if he just gets no, himself right back actually, out? actually, Lauren, I think you're right. No, I, think I think Lauren's right because- His character arc throughout the whole thing- no, you're right, because Chloe had to admit to herself that she was a good person in order to go to heaven. I think once mm -hmm. Stan is in hell and he realizes that, like you said, I think he realizes he belongs up in heaven once he yeah. gets over that inner turmoil. And I don't think it's going to be like right. that. Ooh, like, that's he'll really... probably, he probably will talk to Lucifer and probably will talk to these other characters so that he can like actually like reflect and see that. It's not just going to happen overnight, because it would be too yeah. easy if now that Lucifer's God, he just frees him. Because like, that goes against everything Dan's character stands for. Yeah, and what are they gonna do is, um... What's her face? I can't think of her name right now. Maze? Oh, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, Maze, yes, thank you. Maze, I cannot think of her name. Like, is she Queen of Hell now? Like, they said she was gonna be? Oh, like, yeah, what's that's the deal cool. with that? Yeah, also, also, Michael got his wings cut off by Lucifer. So is he not an angel anymore? If, if Lucifer is God, does he have that sort of power? You know, what's Michael doing? Um, I, you know, that, that is something I'm interested in. Um, and then, yeah, we have all these other storylines. I guess Lucifer is God now. Also, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but um, when Lucifer went up to heaven to, to bring Chloe back down to Earth... He, he, the only reason he didn't die immediately was because he had, like, the ring of immortality on him, um, Lilith's ring, and then he took it off and put it on Chloe's and finger. So, but he yeah. put it on her engagement ring finger. Yeah. So, like... So they're married. Or engaged. Can I go to the wedding? <laughs> right? I want to be there. Like, okay. I'll go. Like, that I'll be the flower fun. I'll be the flower girl if they need a flower girl. Oh my god. Let me know. I'll be oh, there. Wait, I just realized. Technically, if Lucifer is God, and God created humanity, 
isn't is is he now sleeping no. with a human and now he's sleeping with his pet? No. So if no. you genetically no. create something, like let's say you made like a mutant mouse that lights up, could you date that? No. Well, where where in the ethics is that? Dating a mouse is not. But you're not directly related to it, you know. Like people marry planes. There's this girl in Germany married a plane. I did see that. (laughs) Yeah, but like she's like he. Okay, so now he's God, but the original God was the one who created like all of life. He's just like he's like. So God is still so like God is at the top of the family tree. And then it's Lucifer. So like you know how they have like all the siblings. Okay, great. But now Lucifer has his own like branch while everybody kind of just stays over to this side. You know, technically you know I mean? we're all related. So he's like the secondary we're all, everyone's related. Everyone you're gonna ever get with is related to you if distantly enough. So oh, why don't you focus on that? <laughs> I'd rather not. I'd rather not. <laughs> all humans are we're all family. These wonderful ethical debates that Lucifer brings up. Everyone you will ever date is your long distance cousin. Yes. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. I hope you can sleep better at okay, night. Wait. So imagine so by the way, the show Lucifer is so funny because he says he's Lucifer. Everyone's like, oh, okay, you're the devil. He goes, No, I'm literally the devil. Nobody believes him. Okay, great. Then they sleep with him, the people who we slept with. So then they have to deal with that they slept with the devil. And now and they have to accept God. the fact that they slept with God. Like, that's... The win. Like, I don't know. I feel like I could get down sleeping with the devil. Like, I can get down with that. Okay, whatever. Sick. But if I had to sleep with God, I, that's a different story. That's a little... But he's still, he's hmm. still named Lucifer. Yeah, his name is still... Whoa. Facts. This is just to prove that people can change. Yeah. This is why I'm not going to get into it. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did want to say we do have the full uh, complete list of all the episode titles. So I don't want to go through all of them, yes. but I'll just read pick them out a all and then we'll react. Oh, you want to read? Okay, fine. I'll do that. Yes. That's fine. Yes. So I'll, there's 10 episodes. All right. So I'll give you each title for okay. all 10, starting 1 to 10. So episode 1 is Nothing Ever Changes Around Here. I don't know about that. 2 is Buckets of Baggage. 3 is Yabba Dabba Doomy. Oh, God. Um, four is pin the tail on the baddie. Five Maze. is, yeah. Five is yep. the, <laughs> five is the, the murder of Lucifer Morningstar. Uh, Ooh. So that's something. Uh, He's going to kill his past self. Yeah. Like yes, his character who plays on Earth is going to kill yeah, him kill so that self. he can be God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, we'll see. And six is a lot dirtier than that. Um, How dirty s- is it? A lot dirtier than that. <laughs> um, we all know that. Seven is my best friend or my best fiend. Um, eight will be save the devil, save the world. Then nine is goodbye Lucifer, and ten is partners till the end. Okay, so um. maybe Lucifer does die. Maybe God will die. But then we have to go through the whole battle of who's going to be God again, even though that was the entire thing of... Okay, so God, in the traditional old age, was like this one, he's like every, basically everyone's dad. But like the, there's a new age, like there's other different versions of, of God. Because you're saying that these characters get to evolve. That's the whole thing we learned throughout the show. Everyone evolves... And you kind of self-actualize things. So instead of the God, the traditional version of God, Lucifer will realize once he is God that he's, he's all, all powerful. Whatever he believes he can do or does or what is will kind of be what is. Just like how he self-actualizes like his double face. So he could be some other type of entity. Maybe he could create multiple of himself. Maybe because you you say God is in everyone, like every living being is God in a way. So maybe it'll really get really spiritually and woke at the end. We don't know. Mm. Well, you guys know typically there's a 
uh, villain to each season, like, you know, some someone Lucifer is working against. And uh, some early articles have come out and said that season six will not feature any overarching villain or nemesis for Lucifer up to go up against. Apparently, it's supposed to be a more intimate season that's character focused. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely. Yeah, I think that. he's going to like go through a bunch of stuff, probably a lot of therapy, you know. He's probably going to, like, go through, like, some stages of, like, grief and denial or something. About, like, like because it gets a lot of change, you know? I don't know. He'll probably be like, oh, I regret this. Wait, never mind. Da-da-da. Yeah, typical. Loser. Yeah, like you said, it's going to be a, a lot of, like, self-reflection. I feel like it's going to come from Lucifer. Like, I think he'll be his main, like, while there's no overarching villain, I think he'll be his biggest enemy. So. Yeah. Like, I think, like, you know, when you get when you get the new, the new role or new job anywhere, whether you're God or, like, a dishwashing dude, whatever you get, whatever job you get, you do make mistakes. He's probably gonna fuck some shit up and then have to be like, oh, shit, I'm God, what did I do? You know, like he'll be like trying to make a flood to put out a forest fire and then accidentally like kill a bunch of people, like stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Isn't that Mother Nature's job? <laughs> Just saying. Mother God. I know. Why haven't we never met Mother Nature? I feel like that's another. Yeah, let's have Gaia come in. Where's she at? Right. Because you think Eve would be friends with her? Oh, yes. I love Eve. Yeah, I'll even Maze. Maze, my bisexual queen. Oh my god. Well, definitely maybe to be answered in season six. We'll see. We'll see. But I do need to bring my boys, Carter and Max, back into this podcast. So let's talk about Bad Batch. We got to talk about this. All right. I I know you guys have been chomping at the bit. We, we didn't get a chance to review episode six and now we yeah. have episode six and seven, the kind of double review. Yeah. I did. I want to, I want to jump right into this cause I've been chomping at the bit all day to talk about bad batch with somebody and you two oh, guys yeah. are, uh, you know, my, my premier people to talk to about it. So Uber what did Star you... Wars fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. We all Star Wars fans. <laughs> True that. But, um, right. So bad batch episode six and seven. And what were your guys' yeah. thoughts? Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll go. My favorite character in Clone Wars showed up. Thank God. Uh, Captain Rex, who is by far my favorite part of the Clone Wars TV show. So happy he was the mysterious cloaked figure that the Martez sisters were talking to. Um, I think Ahsoka was just too soon. It can't just be Ahsoka popping up in everything. I think Rex is just as important in that final last four episodes than Ahsoka is. Especially... The storyline makes sense. Why Rex needs to be in this episode because they're taking out the chips. He had his tip. He understands what it's like when the chip is on and off. Um, and he knows how to take it off. So for me, it made sense. Um, the Wrecker Omega stuff is so adorable, and then it became so devastating when Wrecker was going after Omega last episode. Um, so I'm really enjoying the show. Again, no crosshair for a long time here, which is getting a little bit yep. annoying, but. Yeah. I felt like this week we were kind of back on track with finding out a good mission is taking the chips out. Get that out of here because we can't have that being a lingering effect in the rest of the season. So I'm happy that's done. It seems like they're going to stay on Bracca for the next episode. So we'll see. Yeah, I I could definitely. Um, it was very nice to see Rex. I, I probably don't like Rex as much as you do. I don't dislike him. I just. Uh, uh, he's really cool, but to me, like all the cl- clones, just kind of fall into like the same category. I, I know, I know, I know. We're not gonna get it. We're not gonna get into it. We're not gonna get into it. I love Rex. I'm just not like huge on him. I, it was nice to see him though. It was cool seeing him. Um, okay. Mostly, I totally lost my train of thought because I was thinking of defending <laughs> my words and then just threw that idea out, but then I lost everything that I was about to say. Because I, oh yeah, no, the crosshair thing. Okay, look, uh, at this point, I just think it is unbelievable that we haven't seen anything of crosshair since, what, episode three? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Okay, look, I get that the Bad Batch are, it just doesn't make sense to me how they, how crosshair or just anybody wouldn't at least be on their trail by now. Like, they, 
I just I don't get it. It I just want to see Crosshair and his like special forces squad just pursuing the Bad Batch. They they don't need to actually find them yet. I just want to see okay, this is what they're doing. They're getting close because we all know it's going to come to that by the end of the season. Like I I just want just anything from Crosshair because I think Crosshair is the coolest part of the show so far. But I really like these last two episodes. Uh seeing the Martez twins again was kind of surprising i guess it makes more sense like why feloni included that arc as opposed to like Mm -hmm. the all the other arcs that were cut from the original season seven of clone wars like now it makes more sense i guess um i think it kind of made me like the martez sisters more because i kind of i don't know they were definitely less annoying especially um yeah i I don't remember is trace the younger one trace is the younger sister right yeah yeah, yeah I, I definitely liked Trace more after this episode. I, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like the decisions they made in, the, in their arc in Season 7 were just absolutely stupid. Like, dumping the spot. Come on. Come on. But I don't know. I feel like, the, I feel like they kind of redeemed themselves in this episode. I and I, I honestly won't mind seeing them again. Like, if they pop up in Bad Batch more, totally fine with that. They had great chemistry with Omega. Omega. It makes sense. I don't know. And and then this week's episode was great. Uh, I'm glad the build up to the um, Wreckers inhibitor chip was um, paid off, but not in the sense of Wrecker leaving the Bad Batch and joining the Empire. I liked that it was like this one episode thing, and then like they get rid of the chips. Now we know the Bad Batch is good, and um, I don't know. I'm really excited for where it's going now. Yeah, for sure. And I thought it was really fitting that Rafa and Trace got to come back, you know, at least just for the one episode at at the very least. Um, And I also thought that it was very fitting that we bring them back from the end of Clone Wars Season 7. And of course, we bring the droids back at the same time, you know, as they were in that facility fighting the droids. That was a great team. Yeah, absolutely. It felt like a very uh, callback, you know, revisiting episode. Because obviously, definitely. all that was from, you know, the Clone Wars season seven. I kind of bring it mm-hmm. back. But, um, oh, go ahead. I do want to bring up something pretty big here. So I knew that this happened during the episode, but I'm not sure. So, did you guys play the Fallen Order, um, video game that came I, out? I'm like, like halfway through it. I'm yeah, halfway I beat it. through it. I, okay, you so don't you need to worry know. about spoilers because I know what happened. No, 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 it's not spoilers. So, the this, so the opening planet of Fallen Order is the planet that we were just on this past episode. Yep. I so, saw Braca, which I knew right away because I was like, "This is definitely." So I wonder how much like Fallen Order stuff, like is Cal Kestis going to show up? This type of stuff because they they could have gone to any other. Like we always think of as video games aren't canon, but they are using a planet that was created for the mm-hmm. game. Like we, I don't think I don't think in canon Braca was explored ex- until Fallen Order. So I wonder, and we know that a lot of the Jedi stuff was there based on you know it was a junkyard in Fallen Order. So I wonder. Mm-hmm what they do with that with with it's a really interesting thing that they did this episode with bringing Braca into the show i think it would be great to see some fallen order crossover that would be really cool because we've never really seen the video games tie into like yeah. the um like tv and movie star wars content i don't know about cal kestis showing up but and you're gonna have to help me out because i haven't I, I played the game like a while ago and I didn't beat it, so I don't remember that much from it in terms of like the enemies. But who were like the special, um, like Imperial troopers with like the staffs or whatever? The Inquisitors. Yeah. No, not the Inquisitor. I mean, it I... would be cool to see Inquisitors, but w- there there was a different enemy. It was they were like stronger than stormtroopers. They were guards on. I forget what planet you first fight the seventh sister on. Not first. Um, the second time you fight her. I remember specifically in that mission. I don't know. There's just really cool enemies in that game, and I think it'd be cool to see some of them in, like, actual Star Wars content. What's up? I I think they're called, like, Purge Troopers. Yeah, that's what they are. Purge Troopers. Yeah. yeah. But also, I just realized, too, that Fallen Order does take place at the same time period as this, which is right before... Right right after Order 66. Right? So... Well, well, not right after. Wasn't Cal Kestis a kid? Wasn't he? Wasn't he a kid? In, yeah, he, he was a kid, kid so during yeah. Order Fifty Six. So yeah, I guess so. It was a few yeah, years yeah. after, probably yeah, like sure. five or six years. Yeah, they they might well, maybe, wonder... maybe they'll meet some people and they'll like introduce him to Kid Cal Kestis and they'll see him. Yeah, there. exactly. But like before, but who he knows how anything. Cal Kestis got? Yeah, who knows how Cal Kestis got to Brock in the first place? Mm-hmm. We don't know that. Exactly. Yeah. The... yeah, I wonder. 
they could do that, which would be awesome. I think I love the game, so I, I would I would love to see a connection there. Definitely. Definitely. Same here. But I, I do think I do think if next episode, episode eight, if we don't get any crosshair stuff, I mean, I'm gonna start losing my mind. Uh-huh. Like, I I, also, I, I think next I think next episode is the perfect time. I I feel like. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. It's almost a, exactly. It's it's the it's the middle of the series. It's like yeah. the climax episode wise. I I feel like it it would, and I mean I don't know because I keep saying every week I'm like no, but like we didn't get it like the last couple episodes. We gotta get it now. But no, I I'm I'm taking yeah. I'm putting my chips all on the table. I'm going all in. I'm oh. saying we're gonna get crosshair action in this episode. I I'll I really also bet I'll sense. bet a lot of money. That that is not, not that is not the last time you see Rex this season. They are oh, clearly like we're gonna not. call back Rex, if, so, if, which if, is great. I'm I'm pretty sure there was a shot in the trailer that wasn't in this episode with Rex in. Okay. It. So like, he's yeah. he's gotta show up again. I and, and I Jacob, was. Where do you fall on the clone stuff, Jacob? Like, do you love Rex or you're kind of like definitely, like, definitely clones are so cool. I love how yeah, love how no, cool no, they no, are, but are, like, no, yeah. And fives and echo. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you remember the original team? What was their original team called in Domin- the Clone Wars? The Domino Squad. Yeah, with like heavy Domino and everybody. Oh yeah. my god, such a cool heavy team. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Even, even the yeah. default clones are cool, and then they all have like all the different style helmets and all the different like squads. Who come on, like the Republic Commandos? Yeah. Are you kidding me? The Arc Troopers. No, I I agree with you. Clones are definitely cool. No, you said they all know. just blend together. Like, dude. Okay, I'm... no, they don't blend together. I I guess I just don't care about... Like, I feel like I care about most clones. No, I... It's, uh, I he doesn't care sense. about the clones. I don't... Get no, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about one clone more than I care about another. Like, I, they're just all cool to me. But it's not that's like, oh, Rex is cooler than this one. Like, they... That's why, like, Fives is awesome. Because Fives has, like, the best arc. That, like, he actually figured out... No, yeah. And five the that was such a great arc, and then no, Rex yeah. brought it back last season. Some, like, that was some great. of the, those were some of the best Clone Wars episodes, but yeah. And that and the droid from that arc popped up in Bad Batch too. That was the yeah. uh, medical yeah. droid that was in the first mm-hmm. episode. Same guy, which was a nice little callback. And also Rex, I had I did have chills when Rex had the his armor on, like the blue. Like I, I don't know, it takes you know. It was, I know the last season was only like a year ago, but it's just so nostalgic seeing him wear the blue armor. I don't know if you guys felt the same. I don't know. It just, no, it was no yeah, it's cool. Definitely. <laughs> Very neat. Definitely. Yeah. I, I just wish, I just want to see Rex in live action, dude. I want to yeah, see live it's action. It's going to happen in Ahsoka. Oh. It's going to happen in the Ahsoka oh, show. My God. Oh, I'd lose my mind, bro. I'd lose my mind. I feel mind. like it'll have to happen. He, he, at least it's like a flashback sequence or something. It's going to be tough because they already technically, because in Rebels, that was the first time they reunited. All oh, right, he was old, together. right? Yeah. yeah, he had a great beard already. So they can't really meet with each other until after that again. So I don't know how that's going to uh, work. Just get rid of Rebels. That show sucks anyway. It oh, does not suck. <laughs> you know, yeah, it doesn't suck. Jacob, no, Jacob. Okay, listen, listen. And I don't want to turn this into another. Max and Carter versus Jacob tangent, but okay, <laughs> you have you have to see it from the perspective of when Clone Wars came out. Like the people who were like seventeen, eighteen years old in Star Wars were like Clone Wars. It's a kids show. It sucks. It's so bad. But then like as it went on, and like the generation who were like really little watching it, us like grew up. Like Clone Wars got this huge appreciation. Now everybody yeah. loves Clone Wars, and now the people who were like teenagers and were like, I don't like this because it's a kid's show, have gone back to watch it. They're like, no, it's actually good. And people yes. like, well, the same thing's going to happen with Rebels. Give it five, five-ish more years, same thing's going to happen with Rebels. Like, you are going to go back, you're going to watch Rebels, and you're going to love it. Because it, it yeah, has maybe. a lot of good stuff. Listen, There's I've a watched a like... decent bit of Rebels, but like, I don't think the animations, like, I don't think it looks that good. Person. It's uh, fine. People I, have the same complaint about Clone Wars. It's the, like, the Clone Wars is so thing. good, bro. Clone <laughs> Wars is a masterpiece. It's amazing, bro. I'll die on this hill. I'm an old man. Get off my lawn. All right. Clone Wars is so good, and Rebels. Clone Wars is a nine out of ten show, if not ten out of ten, and Rebels is barely hitting seven out of ten. All right. It's good. All right. It's fine. But like, you're, you're not gonna be Clone Wars. Bad. You never will be. All right. 
talking to rebels. I'm not saying it's Clone Wars. You'll never be as good as Clone Wars. There is a reason why the Kanan cameo in episode one was as big of a deal as it was. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. There's a big deal that Caleb. Kanan's a fantastic character. The fact that Caleb was a cameo in Clone Wars last season and in this opening episode of this season shows you how big of a deal that character is to a lot of people. That's what I'll say. That's all I'm going to say. Fair, fair Anon is in a lot of people's top five favorite Star Wars characters of all time, too. I know a lot of people yeah. who like are in Anon. Not me personally, but I know a lot yeah, of people yeah. really, really, really love Kanan as a character. Like, <laughs> Ahsoka's it's a true. top five, probably, but not... I don't uh, like Ahsoka. She's not my top five. She's probably top 15. Mm. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't There's know. too much. I'm a, I'm an OT fanboy. I went back to Dave. We had Carter and me versus you, but then it became Jacob and me versus Carter on the clone. It did happen. Amazing. It did happen. Listen, we have our moments. We have I feel like moments. that's less of a hot take than a lot of <laughs> yeah. Jacob, though. Listen, yeah, 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 someone yeah. has to supply the hot takes here, and uh, oh, if you guys don't step up to the plate, it'll be your boy right here. No, no, right? that's not what it is. That's not what it is. It's ridiculous takes compared to realistic takes, okay? The Last Jedi is trash. Oh, All right. Um, moving on to our next moving topic. <laughs> no, um, actually, I, I know, Gabby, you wanted to talk a little bit about High School Musical, right? High School Musical, the musical series, uh, uh, season two. Yes, the past two episodes, I believe. Um, yes, we haven't talked about the last two episodes because we didn't do it last week. So... This season, I have noticed, is very different compared to the last season. Last season, they literally focused, like, every episode was surrounded around the musical that they were putting on, which was High School Musical. Ha ha ha. Funny. Anyway, so that was a lot centered, like, last season, and this season is more focused on, like, character development. I feel like, like, everything has been, so, like... Like around the characters, like everyone's focused on Nini. This last episode was um, Carlos's quinceanera. Um, so like, there's just a lot of like not musical happening, and but they're talking about the musical. They're putting on Beauty and the Beast this year, and now at the end of this last episode, they mentioned the uh, they mentioned that their rival school has switched to Beauty and the Beast, and they're putting on a much more elaborate production, and they're like competing for this title that they keep talking about. But we haven't seen the play in like any action. We see a couple clips of them like rehearsing, but that's it. Like it doesn't even look like a musical is happening. So this season is mostly focused on the characters. So like, if you like the show, then that's great. But if you are like, watching it compared to the first season, it's like completely different. So that's just some of the things I picked up on. But besides that, it's still really good. I feel like it's really slow. There's only a couple episodes left, and this big musical that's supposed to happen. Like I said, we haven't seen like anything. So we'll see how it goes i still watch it every week of course because i love it we have olivia rodrigo she has my heart but i don't know it's definitely not like last season so i think i definitely like season one the best but that's my hot take on it absolutely absolutely thank you gab and with that being said i did want to talk about see I get criticized from everybody on this show that I don't watch enough movies, okay? I, Jacob yeah. doesn't watch enough movies. I don't watch enough shows. All right, you know what? Well, here's that take. I'm going to scrunch it all up here and get that out of here, all right? Because me, uh, me and Max oh. watched The Conjuring 3. The devil made yeah. me do it. I didn't go to theaters because I'm poor, but I watched it on, on HBO Max. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and Max did. Oh, so twice. He, 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 well, there you go. Did you see twice in theaters? Yeah. No, I saw it in IMAX uh, opening weekend, and then when I was I after that I rewatched the entire universe. So last night it was my last night. I watched it on HBO Max. Okay, yeah. Well, that well then you can say what your opinions are. HBO Max versus you know watching it streaming versus watching yeah. it in theaters. Um, I, I we're not gonna go. Wait, too... I do it. I don't give a plot though. I, I just want to give plot details sure. before we get into our thoughts. About go ahead. It. So this is not this is not this doesn't spoil any of the other movies. So if you're worried about that. So this movie, just like the first two, is based off of a true case from the Warrens in real life. Um, this kid named Arnie Johnson uh, murdered someone, and he's the first person, this is real history, the first person in American history 
to plead not guilty due to demonic possession. That was their defense. First time that ever happened in a court in the United States. So that's what the movie and, and the Warrens are called in to do their usual investigating to see what caused Arnie to be possessed and see if they can not give him basically the death penalty in court. So that's the and Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson, they're both back from the previous Conjuring films. I think they're the only ones who actually are back from the other movies. But those and that's this is the Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It, which is what the case is named. Right. Yeah. I, one of my favorite things about the conjuring is the taking it from, you know, real life. And I love the idea that these two, uh, you know, characters like Ed and Lorraine are actually real people. And, you know, some of their, some of their movies are, you know, based off of real life events, especially this. That's one of the most interesting things about the conjuring universe to me. I was incredibly excited to watch this movie. And I do have to say as a standard non-spoilery review, I thought the movie was good. I enjoyed it. But The Conjuring 1 and 2, to me, are masterpieces. Just absolutely phenomenal movies. And I thought this was, like, good. Good. You know? Whatever. It's fine. Like, I'm glad I watched it. I enjoyed the experience. Um, but it, to me, yeah. it's a little bit disappointing, seeing as though The mm. Conjuring 1 and 2 were so high on my list. And this is just average. Just slightly above average. So, to me, yeah, I think- that was a little depressing. A big deal is that, obviously, James Wan is, did not direct this movie. It's the first main Conjuring movie he didn't direct. Um, and now, I, this, is, this is also very different from the first two movies. The first two movies are very haunted house-type movies, where it really is about the victims and the house, and the Warrens are the ones coming in. They're not the main characters, I would say. But this movie is different. We're going around to so many different locations, um, and the Warrens are clearly the main characters of the movie. Now, obviously, I, that's what I like about the first two movies is that you care about the victims a lot and you also love the Warrens. And I've said this on record and I haven't said it on here. The Warrens, Ed, uh, Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, they're just the two of my favorite horror characters of all time. So anytime they're on screen for me, it's watchable. You know what I mean? Like I could watch the Warrens be on screen all day uh, and I love that's why I like the movie personally is because they're the main characters. Their love is so authentic. They feel like real people, not, you know, actors playing the real life people. They feel like real people. Um, but I did. I, I think the villain was pretty disappointing, in my opinion. That's kind of my main issue is that they were the way they explain why the villain is doing the things that she is doing, um, cursing people. It just didn't really make a lot of sense. Um and her connection to what who, her father also didn't really make a lot of sense as well. I just, I don't know. I just feel like the villain was a bit of a disappointment. And I don't think the film was as scary, too, as the first yeah. one. I thought the first, the first scene was great. The opening scene of the movie where it's an exorcism of this eight-year-old kid. I like that scene a lot. But that's as scary as the movie gets. So, like, you know, like, the, the nun in, in The Conjuring 2 was so scary. Especially when, like, the nun's, like, running at Lorraine holding the picture of the nun. Like, that scene is awesome, right? And then you have Annabelle in the first movie. So they don't really have a character like that that's going to scare people, I don't think. Yeah, I, I'm 100% in agreement with you. The, the the main, very obvious lack of a villain and the yeah. the scariness, the, the horror of this film mm-hmm. takes a major backseat to plot. I felt like I was, yeah. that's that's not necessarily a bad thing, but when yeah. the villain is bad and has like really no clear motivation, um, it, it's hard to think the plot is that good. Like you can't really yeah. invest into a plot when it's it's not very uh, fleshed out to me. So, yeah. you know, I that, did those care about the issues. characters. I did. I think the acting is so good in the movie, especially even like Arnie Johnson and his and his girlfriend are also really good in the movie. It's just, yeah, I was disappointed how not scary it was. Um, I wasn't as intense as I was in the first two, but also I heard some people complaining that they wanted to see more court scenes because this is a real case or, you know what I mean? I heard people, and that's just, if you're going to see, if you're going to, if you want to see a court case, the Conjuring universe is just not that movie. It knows it's not, there's like two court scenes and they're like 30 seconds long. I know people wanted more stuff about the realism of, how the demonic possession was being talked about in court. I didn't really care about that because I'm seeing a Conjuring movie, not a true, you know what I mean? So I personally didn't think that was a criticism, but I see why people think that. 
Yeah, to me, um, I can only have that as a criticism if you're working off the assumption that, like, hey, if we're going to make this movie a lot less horror, a lot less scary, then, you know, put some court case scenes in it. Like, let's give some of this. Like, you know, if balance out here, you know. But but regardless, I, I think, you know, your point is still valid that, you know, there was a couple issues that this, this film needed to improve on. Overall, you know, great acting, great character development, uh, as per usual in the Conjuring universe, yeah. um, I think is the only real redeeming factor of this movie. You can tell James Wan did not direct it. That's just a big issue with the movie. The director of this movie did Curse of La Llorona, which I don't like a lot, a lot at all. So um, I don't know why he was handed the reins to do the next Conjuring movie. That's just me. I, I don't think he was the right person. Um, but still, I still think it's a good movie. I still think it's the third best movie in the universe. Um, I, I don't think it's touching one or two, but for people to say it's a bad movie or anything, I disagree with. It's When you have the Warrens on screen doing stuff, it's a good movie in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I know, Max, you did want to do a quick review for In the Heights. Yeah, got to talk about this movie because I've never been so disappointed in a box office number in all my life this week um, because the movie was not even first place this week at the box office. It only made $11.4 million this week, and it was projected to make well over 20. So this was a huge misfire, um, and people are blaming HBO Max. It's not, because Conjuring made, I think, $25 million opening weekend, and In the Heights has more build to it. In the Heights is certified fresh, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. If people are saying it's the movie of the summer. Um, I love this movie. I think everyone should see the movie. Support the filmmakers because it's an all-Hispanic-led Latino cast. Um, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda's first play. So this is before Hamilton, um, but this is not like Hamilton. It's not a play that they just filmed. This is a, a movie, um, and I love the movie a lot. I've, I, I think it's really emotional. You care about all the characters. The songs are really fun in the movie. They're not as catchy as Hamilton, but they're still... Really, I've been listening to the soundtrack for the past couple of days. It's really, really good. Um, it's very authentic to Latino culture. Um, they really, the movie kind of just takes place in this one neighborhood in New York, and it's really emotional. I couldn't believe how emotionally invested I was in everyone. And you have to see in the big screen. I know a lot of people I saw in the theater dancing when I was watching the movie. So you just got it. It's an in-theater movie, so it's a shame that it didn't make that much money at the box office. But if you like Ben Mel Miranda. If you like musicals, you have to check it out. Um, but if you just want to see a fun... And again, all the characters are good people. So if there's no villain in the movie. It's all about good people dreaming. So I think everyone should watch the movie a lot. I, I got to promote it because it didn't seem like enough people saw it this weekend. So everyone check out In the Heights for sure. Absolutely. And it's available on it's available on HBO Max right now. Um, and it's in theaters. So is, whatever is you do, support HBO the Max? movie. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So whatever you do to support the people. So that's all I'm going to say. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, that you think you did a great job outlining it. And I think another thing to go, you know, just to work with your review is obviously it's a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, as you said, yeah. which is an incredibly high review. And I think, I, I don't think Rotten Tomatoes is gospel, but I do think they have no. some, you know, sort of valuable input. And if it's that high, I, I really don't think they get it. Uh, they get it wrong too often. Yeah, it's my third favorite movie of the year so far. It's in my top three. So I, I did really. I'm not. I'm not a musical guy at all. So I was really into the movie. So again, definitely check it out. I think the, you know we. I think a lot of people in Hollywood and like the film Twitter or whatever, we keep asking for diverse films and diverse filmmakers. And if you're not going to support these movies, then stop asking for the movies. You know what I mean? So right. if you want these films to be all Latino and all his, you know, that type of stuff, and it, it does work, you got to support the people behind the movie and that's showing up at the movie box office. So got to do that. Right. Well, you said it was your third favorite movie of the year. I'm curious. What's two. Yeah. One? My number one is a quiet place part two. And my number two is the Mitchells versus the machines. Wow. Just because I found it more relatable. I think if I, I get it. It's, it's tough for me to relate to the characters in the film, which is not a bad thing. I did find myself relating a lot, but I found myself relating more to those two movies more. But still, I did love the movie. I gave them the same, like, 4.5 out of 5. Mitchell versus The Machines was really good. I feel like that didn't get talked about enough. No, it, sh it should. It's really good. 
It's another one of those movies where, like, if it wasn't animated, people would have lost their minds. Yeah. Like, people really need to turn around and just watch these freaking animated movies. From the guy oh who didn't watch God. Invincible. Oh, it's not because it's, not, it's uh, animated. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's animated. I know, I'm just messing. Monarch. He did see Monarch, though. He did, he did watch I, Yeah, Monarch. exactly. I watched, that's very niche. Very niche. Yeah, and no one's I talking about talk. that. Yeah, nobody's talking about Modoc, unfortunately. Probably not going to get picked up for a second season. No, because no one's talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Rest it takes peace, a lot Modoc. to make. I think it's like stop animation, too. So that's, it takes mm-hmm. years to make that. Yeah. And if it's, yeah. Which makes the first season worse because they set up, literally, it's just set up for season Yeah, three. exactly. Unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. If, if you guys see In the Heights, if any of you guys see In the Heights, we should definitely talk about it again because I like to talk about it in a conversation. I will. I'm planning on seeing it this week with my friend in theaters. So. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Absolutely. Nice. Definitely. Um, and another thing, I do want to just power through a couple of little small topics and see what you guys, if you have any opinions on them. Um, so I, we talked about this a little off air, but I do want to mention that we had a little bit of Black Panther 2 news. So obviously, since Chadwick Boseman has passed, you know, obviously he's not gonna, they're not going to have him in this film at all. I assume they're not going to try to do anything where they try to CGI anything or like do anything like that. I, I hope not. Um, but... You know, it's going to be called Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and it's going to have a – currently, its release date is set for July 8th, 2022. So it's about a month from now, a year and a month from now. So um, definitely looking forward to that. One of the, the big things about uh, Black Panther 2 is going to be that they're anna- they announced that Namor the Submariner is going to be in it. And if you guys aren't familiar with who that is, he's the comic book. Uh, he's a comic book character, and he's basically yeah. Marvel's version of Aquaman. Like literally, they casted him already. They cast him already, right? They speculated I cast. cast. I, I don't. I don't think it's officially cast, but there's speculation okay. that it's. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, me. Give me one second. I'm gonna see if I recognize him in anything else. Uh, I don't recognize the actor, and I don't. I don't yeah, want to yeah, yeah. mispronounce his name. Um, but they, there was a rumored casting, but I don't believe anything is set in stone yet. So uh, I, I think we, mm-hmm. we do have to wait a little bit longer until we get official news okay. on that. But um, okay. definitely interesting to see, you know, what Black Panther 2 is going to be like. And coming out a year from now, I'm really interested to see, you know, what the movie's going to be like and, and how and how uh, they're going to handle the loss of Chad, Chadwick Boseman and what they're going to do and how mm-hmm. they're going to explain that, if they are going to at all, you know, what's going to happen. I guess that's all to be determined. The only thing I'll say is that in Ryan Coogler, I trust because yeah, whenever he exactly. touches something, it's good, and he is back doing the movie. So yeah. until he makes a bad movie, I'm gonna keep trusting whatever he does. Right. Yeah. They'll they'll find a way. There's no way Marvel's gonna slip this up. They will they will find a way, and it yeah. will be good. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, small little news: we got Aquaman two. Uh, is going to be called Aquaman yeah. and the Lost Kingdom. James Wan is returning again for this uh, for Aquaman 2 as he directed the first one as well. Uh, yeah. It's looking like it's going to be December 16th, 2022. So a little bit of a ways off, you know, about a year and a half uh, yeah. from now. Year and a half. Yep. So, so far, it looks like Amber Heard is set to, you know, uh, reprise her role as uh, Mira. In, in this film and it looks like black manta is likely to be the main villain this time so hopefully yes. we can expand more on the little bit of black manta that we got before um yeah absolutely and then we'll, we'll see black about manta. amber heard and nothing seems to be set in stone but it looks i like can't believe nothing's happened from that we don't need well, to talk like about that it's but like ezra still miller true. but it's like ezra Exa- miller yeah that is true ezra miller literally chokes a woman on camera yeah. so she's still getting in the movie yeah. so i mean at this point Warner Brothers is a mess with the DC stuff. The oh, I wanted to say something, but I don't want to get into it. It's just not the. And also, Amber Heard isn't good anyway, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not like you're. She isn't good in the movie anyway. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying it because she's a bad person or anything. Like, watching her, especially in the Snyder Cut, I was like, she is awful yeah. in the Snyder Cut. I couldn't yeah. believe how bad she was in Snyder Cut. She was worse now than she was in Aquaman. I thought. No. When's the next DCEU movie? Has it been announced? Anything? Is it Flash? I think it's Flash. We just got the Flash. teaser of the new logo and suit today. 
I think it's yeah. Flash because that one's that one's shooting like currently. So I'm yeah. I, I think it's the only DC movie that is being shot or already shot. It's, so yeah, I'm pretty sure out. it would be no, no. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Oh my god, on. how did I forget about Suicide Squad? I'm so excited I for that forgot. movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. The Suicide Squad has an August, 6th August. release date. And August, Gun We Trust. Yeah, two months I'm away. I'm very excited so for this movie. I'm excited for the soundtrack because the first soundtrack for the first Suicide Squad, amazing. No, yeah, the first, no, yeah, the first Suicide Squad had the same problem as Cruella, where it was just song overload. It's just song after song after song after song, and it just gets to the point where like it literally, it it happened with Suicide Squad and Cruella, where it just pulled me right out of the movie. Like I and and. Yeah, no, yeah, right? Yeah. And and don't take it the wrong way. Yeah. I told Gabby this two weeks ago in our review of Cruella. And and don't and don't take it the wrong way either because I absolutely hate Suicide Squad and I really enjoy Cruella. No, no, no. But they just have the same but problem yeah. where it's just way too many songs. Exactly. Yeah. I like it because I'm such a music person. Like that to me made me so happy listening to all of like the songs from it. I still listen to some of those like songs, like especially Heathens from Twenty One Pilots. Like to uh. this day. I'm not kidding. So I'm just like when I said I'm excited for the new soundtrack. Like I want them to bring in some more artists that I listen to. So that's I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. But I'm also excited to see because the first Suicide movie sucked. So, oh, so yeah. not, so at least we all agree on that. So, oh my god! So you, I'm excited. You yeah. guys, you guys might agree on that, but Yulia says stop the suicide. Oh no! I, yeah, I was just about caps. to say. I was like, if Yulia's watching this right now, she's gonna freak out because she hates Suicide hey, Squad. Harley, Qu- can... Harley Quinn's great in that movie. Harley Quinn's great in the movie, and Will Smith. So she's in that great movie. in the movie. No, I mean. Really I don't know. Well, no, uh, what, just while we're on the subject, and this has literally nothing to do with the podcast, but I just want to say, Yulia thinks that Suicide Squad is better than Birds of Prey, which I disagree with very much. I don't think Birds of Prey is great, but it's better than Suicide Squad. It's a lot more watchable I than Suicide Squad. I love Birds of Prey! Okay, the soundtrack from Birds of Prey. Ewan McGregor! Mm. Ewan McGregor is good in the movie. He's Black, great in that Black movie. Black Mask is awesome. Yeah. Black Mask is great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great in that movie. That's what I'm saying. It's not amazing, but it's definitely better than Suicide Squad. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, well, oh Jacob, sorry. Before we, before we go, I just want to ask you about the conjuring really quick. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they currently only have the Nun 2 sequel, and they've been sitting on the Crooked Man movie for years now. Do you think, like, it feels like the, do you think the franchise is running on fumes, or do you think, like, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm very conflicted, because I've been watching it for the past week, obviously, in a row, and it was so good for a while, and then you had, like, the Nun... Curse of La Llorona, Annabelle Comes Home, you're like, Jesus Christ, and they make a good movie. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, my, my personal so. opinion is Conjuring 1 and 2 masterpieces. Conjuring 3, okay, well, put Conjuring okay. 3, table that for a second. All the other spinoff movies I think no, no, are no. either terrible or, like, meh. No, so, Annabelle Creation's pretty good. Annabelle Creation's pretty good. I like Annabelle Creation. I'll defend that movie. Yeah. I won't. It's a good movie. But, but, another rabbit hole. <laughs> but 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 I, I I don't want to go. Maybe I'll maybe I'll rewatch. I I don't want to go too deep, um, into it. Wait, was Annabelle Creation? Was that the one where they went into like the fifties or whatever or like? No, well, like the 20s, it's the prequel whatever? to the first Annabelle. Now the earliest movie I think is None. Is when they go to the fifties. Oh, well, None is what, in the 50s. No, but what's the one Annabelle movie where it's like the person who owns Annabelle? is uh oh but it's like so old it's like it feels like i was watching like the first episode of wandavision like it was like that no. time period you know what i'm talking no. about no no the there, there was one of those movies i whatever i i'm thinking of something okay okay well regardless regardless um i i thought all the spinoff movies to the conjuring were either like really really bad or like okay I didn't think any of them were nearly as good as Conjuring 1 and 2. So then when Uh Conjuring 3 came out, I'm like, all right, all right, finally, I can be done with all the spinoff movies. I'll watch Conjuring 3. And since that has been a little bit underwhelming for for me personally, I'm almost just done with the universe. Like, I'm ready. Just wrap it up. Like, I love Ed and Lorraine. But, like, if it's going to be like this, like, bring James Wan back or or just shut it down for me. I'm with you on that. If James Wan is done, I'm done. He has to direct. The next, if it is, if there's going to be a Conjuring four, like a main Conjuring movie, with the Warrens back for a fourth one, Juan would have to direct to buy me that it's going to be a good movie. He yeah. has to 
he has to direct it because this director is not a good director. He did La Llorona in this movie. But I just wanted to hear your thoughts because no one's talking about more Conjuring movies for the first time in years. I right. Think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I, I know we're, we're a little bit up against our time, so I do just want to conclude with a couple things. So I wanted to quickly say that we got a trailer for Masters of the Universe Revelations. That's a He-Man kind of story. If you watched He-Man when you were a kid like I did on TV or you've ever heard of it. Yeah, right? um, What's up? That's Kevin Smith. That's Kevin Smith, right? Did Kevin Smith, isn't he a part of that product? Is he not? Is he like a writer or something on that production? Uh, I'm not. I, I think, I think you're right. I'm not 100%. I, I think you're, I think you're right. Um, yeah. I believe so. I believe he is right. Yeah, I believe he is one of the, the head guys for that. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we got, we got a trailer for it. So it's called Masters of, Masters of the Universe Revelations. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so, what, one of the one of the biggest things I saw is that Mark Hamill will be playing Skeletor, and if you're not familiar with the show, Skeletor is like a huge guy, um, a huge character in in He-Man. You know, obviously you have He-Man as the the protagonist, and then Skeletor as the antagonist. So the fact that Mark Hamill's playing him, and it's going to be on this show is going to be on Netflix, I think it's a huge deal. It's going to be releasing in two parts, similar to how Lucifer season five did. So part one is coming July 23rd, and it'll be five episodes all at once. And then I assume part two, it hasn't been announced the release date for it, but I assume it'll be another five episodes. Um, and since it's on Netflix, they drew all their, all their episodes at once. So definitely a show to keep track of. Um, we have a lot of stuff coming out. Um, so, you know, in June, well, obviously this, this upcoming week on Wednesday, we're yeah. going to have Hitman's wife's bodyguard coming out, uh, along with Luca, uh, coming out as well. Friday. Yep. Yep. Luca's going to be coming out. And then, um, of course, in July, we have Black right. Widow. What's up? Skipping over Fast and Furious, coming out in a week from Friday. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, there's a reason why I'm skipping over it. Hey, everybody, yeah. everybody pirated it last month when it released overseas. Yeah. <laughs> also, also online. boo, Fast and Furious, boo. Oh, wow. Bland. Wow. Like a, like a bland pasta dinner. Ugh. Well, I'll be oh, talking boy. about it. Well, if I'm the only one who's watching, left turn, left turn. All right. Um, <laughs> just casual NASCAR hate, but okay. So, so, um, okay. So June, we do have Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, Luca, and Fast and Furious. Um, and then yeah. July 9th, we got Black Widow. July 16th, we got Space Jam. July 23rd, I just said we have Masters of the Universe. And then I forget exactly what date it is, but sometime in July, we're going to get Gossip Girl. So me and Gabby will be taking over this podcast. Uh, <laughs> absolutely but so we got plenty of stuff to talk about so with that being said i'm gonna wrap up the episode here so thank you guys for watching you know this has been a great episode so far we have so much to talk about and you know what i i just i am i am in such anticipation to see everything that's gonna come out you know i really i can't wait to see all these shows are gonna come out of course i can't wait till gossip girl comes out but with that being said we're gonna have to wait till next week to give uh, all the rest of these reviews and all the rest of these shows coming out. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.